All right, welcome back to the Onside Picks podcast, where your three co-hosts come together every week and talk a little bit of college football, maybe some fantasy football coming up. But for now, we're sticking to college football. Um, Like you guys probably know by now, my name is Matt. I'm going to let the other guys introduce themselves. My name is Adam, and I'm in OKC. My name is Deshaun, and I'm in uh, Los Angeles. All right, and I'm, again, Matt in Philadelphia. And so... I don't know. What do you guys think? Pretty uh, eventful, not eventful. First weekend of college football. How do you guys feel? I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I got to see a lot of games. Um, I know we talked a little bit last podcast about last year's was supposed to be the best opening college football uh, weekend ever, but I actually thought this one was pretty good. I thought we got really uh, good games. There were some blowouts, but there were you know some games that were a little bit unexpected score-wise. Uh, there was a huge uh, comeback that I'm sure we'll talk about later, but I thought overall it was a really good uh, first weekend for college football. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, it's It was a really good weekend. I mean, not just for the teams we'll talk about uh, in, in our rankings, but, you know, seeing teams like Texas get upset at home um, by a Maryland team, uh, seeing that nail-biter with uh, West Virginia and Virginia Tech, that was such a good game all the way down to the last play. A really good games the last weekend. Uh, to Adam's point, there was a couple of blowouts and a couple, couple of really good close ones. So, yeah, it was a really good weekend. All right. So what we thought we might do uh, this time, kind of change it up for everybody, we're going to count down the top 10. Instead of starting at 1 and going to 10, we're going to start at the bottom and move up to the top. So create a little suspense for everybody. Uh, so what's interesting about uh, this week's rankings is that the three of us really didn't come up with very many teams at all that were consistent. I mean, the top of our top 10 is pretty consistent, but um, towards the bottom where we're starting out, starting out at, we had some pretty uh, varying opinions. I think, I think part of that just comes with, how last year there were so many really quality matchups this year, there were just weren't as many. So I think there were less teams that played quality opponents. So when you're getting kind of this muddled field of blowouts, like we were saying earlier, where, you know, teams that we think are really good, like, um, like Oklahoma playing UTEP or, you know, just any of these uh, Clemson playing, I forgot who Clemson played, but they just absolutely blew them out. Um, I think that you get these kind of, or the, our list is kind of back heavy. Yeah, distorted. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you'll see kind of how we talk through this. And I guess, you know, this is actually, you guys are witnessing the first time that we're going to talk about it as a group. So um, we'll kind of get to justify how we picked the way we picked. But you'll kind of see the way that different people rate or rank different things as far as importance, like, you know, quality of win versus the amount you won by and, and, you know, stuff like that. So let's just dive straight into it then. So we don't have a 10th team. Uh, We do have a tie. We have a tie uh, in the top 10, but we're going to start out at ranked number nine this week is going to be your Auburn Tigers. So your first SEC team this year, um, they are coming in at nine. Uh, they had a pretty convincing win over Georgia Southern, so they beat them 41-7. to They got to play at home. Uh, let's see. I did not rank this team, so uh, I'm going to let the other guys talk about why they felt like Auburn deserved to be in this top ten. 
I had Auburn ranked the highest um, just because I got to see a little bit of this game. And just to me, it's exciting seeing an SEC team that has a quarterback for once. Um, If you don't know, uh, Auburn now has uh, Baylor's old quarterback, Stidham. And uh, to me, like, I think he didn't, you know, go off like crazy, but he showed what a good quarterback can do with, um, you know, like SEC type talent. I know that's kind of a hot button issue, but I think that they looked really well. They looked really good. And, you know, I'm excited about what they're going to do in conference play. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked Auburn a little bit, not a lot. Um, In my personal ranking, I had them number 10. Uh, The reason why I did that is because really just, you know, is, is, you know, you're comparing the teams against, against their, against all other teams. So, who had the best win of week one? That's really what the first question that I have to ask myself. Um, who has the best wins or, or who had the best win rather? Um, or wins, actually. This is technically the second week, but it's actually week one. They could consider it. Um, and, and Auburn seems to have, you know, a really – they had handled the game, you know, 41-7 to victory over Georgia Southern. So um, just based on just how they – you know, the tone of the game and how they – um, was able to leave their team um, only to score seven points. I thought that was something, or at least enough to rank them in the top ten. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I'm not mad at that ranking, to be honest. Like I, I did not rank them because I thought teams maybe like uh, a Louisville. Um, I thought that that win was better, but uh, there's some other teams. I like. I thought the Tennessee win over Georgia Te- Georgia Tech was actually better. Uh, yeah, I th- I will agree. <laughs> that Georgia Tech's a better team, then it's just the way that they won. It's almost – yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like they they didn't win it as much as they just fell into the victory. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can see that. Like I said, I'm not mad at it, but th- those are just – like, I think if you beat a better team and you get, yeah, the, but- you get the W, like, that's a better quality. Like, when we start talking about quality wins at the end of the year, I feel like that's a stronger – like, who cares if you – I don't know. You're gonna see how I how I voted later on, but I don't really care if you blew out a team you're supposed to blow out. Like it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, like for example, like I put that on par. So like I struggle with do I rank Auburn or do I rank Georgia, a team that beat Appalachia State, who we know is decent, and they did it with their backup quarterback for the entire game. Like I like I put more weight in that than I did, you know, just Auburn. I mean Georgia Southern is good too. Don't get me wrong, because I was in Gainesville when Georgia Southern came down and beat Florida at Florida, and that was pretty crazy. But So they're not a bad team. It's not scrubs. So, like I said, not mad at it. You guys have anything anything else to add on their Auburn? I, I do like Adam's point. Stidham does kind of open your eyes to, like, what if you had a really good quarterback who could distribute the ball to all these weapons that are in the SEC? He might step we'll into, you know – the SEC, I'm, I'm trying to write my brain right now, but is there a better quarterback in the SEC right now that, as far as passing the ball? Uh, I, I don't – I can't think of one. I mean, but – Yeah, yeah they're always the, – yeah, they always never have a quarterback. No, but that's what I'm saying. One. Like, I, I think Auburn on any given week could give even really good SEC teams problems because they're not used to facing quarterbacks that are going to be able to pass the ball as, as well as he can. So um, that's why I every single week I'm going to be interested in 
who Auburn's playing because I think they have the ability to to win any week just based on that fact. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's good. Um, we'll keep an eye on them. I mean, they may be out of the top ten next week. Who knows? Okay. They have a big they have a big game actually next week. So, so we'll who see. are they playing again? Clemson. That's right. So yeah, it's a perfect example. I think that this is gonna be a a huge test, obviously, for both teams. So um the honestly, besides the the big one in Columbus this next week, I'm excited about that one. I think that they're actually at the same time, which is unfortunate, but um, I don't know why they would do that, but um, I'm definitely going to want to check out both. Yeah. All right. I mean, we got some more SEC coming up, so um, let's just keep moving. At number eight, we have the Maryland Terrapins, who pretty much, I don't know, maybe shockingly to some people, but maybe not shockingly to others, uh, went down to Austin, Texas, and played a pretty exciting game and beat University of Texas uh, 51 to 41 down in Austin. Uh, I don't know. I, I rank this team the highest, uh, of anybody else. Um, and I just thought that if we're looking at, like, I, I kind of based my ranking off of how did you win and who did you beat? And then I also gave them a lot of, uh, bonus points kind of for going on the road to a place that, you know, is hostile in an opening game and getting the job done. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of the way I looked at it. Um, Deshaun didn't rank them, um, and Adam did. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, Deshaun, or well, I guess I'll go first. Just, I just wanted to throw this out there. I think that Texas is probably a very average team, and that's kind of hard for me to say. You know, being in Big Twelve country, uh, growing up, Texas has always or usually been very, very good team, and it's hard for me. It's it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. Over the last, you know, five to six years, they're a very mediocre team. And anytime that you hear, it's almost like hearing Notre Dame or Texas or, you know, Miami football, like for me growing up in like the 2000s, early 2000s, it's hard for me to hear those teams uh, just be so mediocre. And I mean, I guess that's why I kind of ranked them, even though, or that's why I ranked Maryland for beating them, even though on, I mean, at the end of the year, we might not see that as an impressive win at all. I don't know. But right now, I mean, with everything that we know, we know that Texas has talent. Um, so I, I think that Maryland, for beating them on the road, like you were saying, um, that's probably one of the better wins of this first weekend. All right. Well, I, this is this. I just I can't understand why. <laughs> this is weird to, to rank Maryland because they went on the road to beat Texas. You have to remember, Texas last year, Went five and seven. All right. And 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 they they lost they lost to Kansas. <laughs> that's, a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. <laughs> I don't know why I guess people I this is what I assume. I assume that you all think that Charlie Strong was a bad coach. I think he was a great coach. Um Louisville has per, persisted even after Charlie Strong. So maybe that's some signature of how of of how good or bad as of a coach he is. But the fact of the matter is, they were bad. They were a bad team. Like, they, all right, they, you know, they have right. talent. But, but, though. But. That's what I can't understand. I can't. Here's, I can't wrap my is, head around it. This is exactly so. I don't. I don't think anything about Charlie Strong. Actually, I don't think anything of what you just said. All I think is, it's the equivalent to. I'm just thinking of. Got, got to try to think of another powerhouse team that's down. 
I don't care who it is to go into Austin and play in front of, they've got to have like a hundred thousand people or close to that 80,000 or something like that to go into that environment. I don't, I, I really don't care who it is because here's the thing. Would you be shocked if, I mean, I would be surprised. I, I wouldn't say shocked, but would you be shocked if an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma state or teams that you think are pretty good, go down to Austin and lose like, Texas is a team that can beat anybody because they have the players to beat anybody on any given day. So you still have to play well to beat them. So I don't know. I mean, you you see their so, tackle. Oh, so, so you think you think <laughs> you think Oklahoma State can go down there and take their B game and and beat Texas at Texas? Uh, maybe they can. Maybe they. I'll can. say this. I guess I'll say this. The OU game. I, I've seen I've seen them. I've seen the OU game, the OU Texas game, and you know I go every year. We always go. I, there's no telling it. I know that from experience. Oklahoma State has owned them in the past. In the past, what six years? I would be. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they lose to them. No, I mean, I, I, I would say I would be surprised. I would not be shocked because Texas is still Texas. That's like even when I don't right. know Fl- Florida. That's Florida. What I was gonna say Florida is the best example I can think of, just because. They're usually pretty good, but over the last three or four years, or since Urban Meyer's left, they've had some what, like six and six seasons, or you know, seven yeah. and five, or whatever like that. And I, I don't think if any team went down there, if Maryland went down and beat Florida, even when they're like a six and six team for the first weekend of the year, you would, I think you say that's a quality win. Yeah, that, what I'm saying I, is that I, I think look, looking at this whole weekend as a whole, I feel like what you saw was teams that are a already you already knew were going to be good or teams that had like strong leadership because that's the only way that i feel like you win this early in the season like you're not going to get a bunch of freshmen to go to texas and win you're going to get you you got to have leadership and a foundation like at the you know quarter experienced quarterback experienced defense or something like that that's why i i think that that's a better win like i i would i would much rather see that than a 62 to 7 win over rice like, all right. I mean, okay. That's I don't know. I mean, I think it's a it's a might be a I don't know. I don't know the fact that they lost to Kansas. If they didn't lose to Kansas, it to me it's almost <laughs> the equivalent of going to Iowa State and winning. Okay, so if you went to Iowa State and won, is that a quality win? Would you would you have ranked Maryland if they win in Iowa State and beat them by ten and scored fifty on them? But what uh, if they had went into Iowa State? No. Iowa State is not Texas. <laughs> yep, yeah, because of the name. Is that what we're talking? Because I remember that's I don't, not I don't a, know idea. I'm not the key. Who do they? Who do they? I'm just thinking about who they recruit. How many people come to the game? It's got to be. It's like it's 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 intimidating. I mean, that's a factor. That's a factor. I, I think coaching West to me Western Michigan, which we haven't. We, we'll probably oh, talk about later. Yeah. Western Michigan. <laughs> Here we all go. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying Here we is go. this. Coaching matters. You say they the USC didn't just roll over Western Michigan. It was a, it was a game because why they have a coach. Coaching matters, and so you lose the team. If Florida loses Urban Meyer, what do you expect to happen? You know, when you have a coach, when you have, you know, even though you have talent, you can have players that are great and 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 not live up to that expectation. It happens right. all the time. All right. And look at Steve Spurrier. He's, he's, he's struggling. I see what you're saying, but I don't see how this relates to what we're talking about. You having a good coach, okay. how does that affect Texas? Like, okay, all I'm saying, what I'm saying is, just because they have good players, they've always recruited. Oh, well okay, fine. okay, okay. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that we should rank them. We should make put no, them. No, they're not ranked. They're not ranked. But I go. They were never ranked for us. I'm just saying, going down there is okay. I, I say like tough places to play matter. That's what I'm saying. If you go to into a hostile environment and you win, I value that more than taking care of business at home. That, I see. That, I, I that this is not so, this is not saying that I think Texas is great. I actually don't think Texas is great. I don't think Texas is very good. But so so, so, so all right. So so if, if let's say Iowa State was a little bit better than Texas, which last year they were. Okay, w- would you say that it's more impressive to beat Texas because you're going into an environment where you're playing a hundred thousand in front of a hundred thousand fans? That's what you're saying. Whether that rather than beat Iowa State by three, yes. Uh, okay. And I think that you have you have to factor in too that they have a new coach that everybody thinks is a pretty good coach, right? Everybody thinks Tom Herman's a very good coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, they think that. They think that. Okay. It, like so, fan base is rejuvenated. The players supposedly are rejuvenated. You know, they have you know really excited to play for this new coach. Everything start starting anew. And then you know I I don't know I just think that you know momentum is a powerful thing everybody's excited about this new year and then you know they have all the talent in the world down in texas uh which i i thought but i i guess not maybe maybe that's the problem is they're not recruiting as well as they used to but it seems like every year they're you know top 15 anyways i that's why i think that all signs pointed to them being a better team than it looks like they actually are well, to me, it's by, it's by that very virtue that they will probably be bad. You're talking about bringing in a new coach that has a completely different style of play. It's like when Dana Hogerson went to West Virginia, implementing this gadgetry and all of these, you know, different schemes. That West Virginia struggled. It's it's a, it's a massive playbook. Now, if he simplified his own playbook, then maybe you're right. Maybe he probably could beat a Kansas State or Oklahoma State or even OU. But the fact is, it, by the very virtue that he introduces a new coach with a new system, makes it difficult. And some of these players, I think maybe, what is the seniors, some of the fifth-year seniors, this is like their third coach. They have to yeah. relearn all, all different things. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult is all I'm saying. You know, yeah. these, these, are, these are not robots. All right. I mean, I, I can see the argument against it. I can see the argument against it. As I'm just telling you why I voted, like, why I ranked them the way that I did. That's exactly why. Ah, yeah. So, like, not saying Texas is great. I'm saying that's a good win to go down there and get that win against the Power 5 team. Um, that is traditionally pretty good. All right. So, enough, enough of the Texas creep into the into the podcast because they're not even ranked. So, uh, let's go to our number 17 <laughs> this week. And we're going to get a Louisville team. It's actually pretty surprising to me that they're ranked this high. Um so Louisville went. I mean, and actually, I don't know why I'm so surprised because if we're gonna, if we just had the argument we just did, um, Louisville had a pretty good win. I guess they went up. Uh, was it? At, it was at Purdue, right? They won 34-28. Yeah, Purdue. yeah. I was the highest on on uh, Louisville, and I mean, I mean, a road win, like you said, against Purdue. I don't think Purdue is gonna be a world beater this year, but um, starting the season on the road. Quality win at Purdue, um, have a Heisman winner in in your backfield. Um, basically, I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. Um, we'll see how things go from here. 
I mean, speaking of that, speaking, I don't know. Did you guys, any, anybody watch this game or watch the highlights of it? This is just hilarious. The most hilarious play I've ever seen happen during this game. They, they messed up a handoff, like going into the end zone. And Louisville was trying to go into the end zone. They turn it over. And like the tackle that uh, the quarterback tried to make, he, he got carried for 30 yards. Oh, see that. He got like like Lamar like on his back like he basically got carried for thirty yards by a linebacker. It was it's, you have to you have to go back and watch this if you're mm-hmm. ever having a if you're having a sad day you should just put on that clip and <laughs> watch this <laughs> watch this little skinny man get taken for a ride. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I gotta check it out. I mean, from from my analysis on Louisville, I, I think that it's it's it, I'm okay with the ranking. I mean, it it is Purdue. Um, which is kind of a mid-tier Big Ten team, but you know, it's it's a road win. They struggled; it was an up and down game. They kind of pulled away at the end. All right, um, but you know, it's it. I, I respect the middle of of the middle of the pack of the Big Ten a little bit. So, I I, I probably would have ranked them around eleven if I would have ranked them. So, yeah, I mean, the the nice thing about the ACC is like there's gonna be plenty of separator games. Like if you're really not that good, you'll get weeded out uh, pretty quickly. So it's not like one of those watered down, watered down leagues where um, you know you can skate through to the end. So we'll see, we'll see how they, we'll see how that goes. Like I said, I I ranked them ten. There were ten on my list, so I'm not mad with them being ranked a little bit higher in our overall list. So uh, let's move on. Um, you're taking a taking a lot of time on some of these back end teams, but so our number six team, Penn State, was ranked by Adam and Deshaun. I didn't rank them at all. Um, like I said, for me, it's not a big deal to blow out a team that you're supposed to blow out. It was 52 to nothing, so it was pretty convincing. Um, but they beat Akron at home, so uh, I'm gonna let these guys talk about why they thought that these teams should be ranked. And before I let them do that. I want to apologize to Trace McSorley and the rest of his family and his friends that I forgot his name last week. That's the quarterback for Penn State, who I think is a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Um, I ranked Penn State number seven, basically just off of reputation of having a really good defense. Um, I actually kind of followed Akron over the last couple of years because Oklahoma played the Zips, I believe, uh, twice in the last like three or four years. And they're always known to have a really good defense. And to put up 24 points on the Zips at home, even though it's at home, a team that they're supposed to dominate, um, I, I thought that that was, you know, impressive enough with the shutout of, of Akron's um, offense to at least make an appearance in the, the bottom half of the top 10. You shorted them like uh, 28 points. They scored, they scored 52. Oh, uh, what did I say? 24. Oh, yeah. Well, they scored a lot more points on a good defense. So, yeah. uh, or, or what I would consider a good defense, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, not really analyzing who got back or who came back on their defense and stuff like that. But I thought that that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I actually like um, – I, I like the one a lot. I, the, the, the conference that Akron comes from is, is – to me, it's like a – it's like a Big Twelve light kind of conference where they kind of they, they they score a lot of points. I think um, Akron having one of the better defenses, just fifty two and zero at home. I think is the reason why I ranked them number two. Um, I think they do have a Heisman um, candidate um, on, on their team, and that's another reason why I, I put them over 
but just setting out a team, which few teams did over the weekend, really those two, really only two buckets of teams um, or types of teams that played last weekend. You either a played a, a, a power five conference team. And then, you know, you kind of, kind of pulled away at the end or, or won, you know, barely won, you know, last minute plays type thing or last drive or whatever, or, or you, or you blew someone out the two, two, uh, two types of, of, of wins that I saw that I think were worthy of even ranking um, or happen. And so for me, I thought Penn State, I just, you know, I, I like Penn State. I like it. They kind of passed the eye test for me type of thing. And and their quality went over over a decent opponent. I thought, thought was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I th- I, def- I agree with you. I think they're probably pretty good. I just wasn't so impressed by by this showing, but we'll see. Again, we've got plenty of time. So, uh, moving on, we're going to get a tie between two teams uh, from what I would argue are two of the stronger conferences in college football uh, over the re- over recent history. Uh, so we have a tie between Ohio State out of the Big Ten, and we have Virginia Tech, the ACC. So I don't know which guy, which one you guys want to talk about first. Uh, let's talk about Virginia Tech. Um, on a neutral field, they they went ahead and beat West Virginia, thirty-one to twenty-four. Um, I actually got to see all of that game since it was, I think, on Sunday night, and I thought that was a an awesome, awesome game. It really reminded me of a Big 12 type type game just because, you know, spread it out offenses, um, you know, balls going sideline to sideline. I, I just thought it was a really interesting, fun game. And honestly, I think the game could have gone either way, and whoever would have came out with it probably would have taken the spot. I think West Virginia's a really good team. They're going to, you know, uh, as I talked about last week, I think that Will Greer, their quarterback, is, is uh, a – a pleasant step up in their in their quarterback room. So I think that they're going to be pretty good. And, I mean, I think they're going to be one of the top three teams in the, in the Big 12. So for Virginia Tech to uh, beat one of those teams on a neutral field, you know, week one, I think that's a really quality win. Yeah, I thought it was a decent win. I, I, I don't really have a lot of high expectations for West Virginia this, this season. I think they might finish in the top half of the Big 12. And based on the showing of the Big 12 over the past weekend, that's probably most likely true. Um, and, you know, it's a neutral side game. This is one of the games that came that went down to the wire. Um, I thought they were a play away from winning. I thought they probably did win. Um, a couple of penalties um, probably um, made that not to be true. Um, maybe if West Virginia would have won, then we probably would be talking about West Virginia in the top 10. And, I don't know if I would agree with that either, but I don't have a problem with them in the top ten. I, I think that's that's a reasonable place for them. Yeah, I value playing a decent opponent um, in a you know an amped up environment. I think it's easy to beat people when your home crowd is behind you, expecting you to stomp somebody. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was cool that they played at uh, the Redskin Stadium. Had like a decent. I mean, they actually had a lot of West Virginia fans. And they had, I mean, they had a lot of Virginia Tech fans too. But uh, the other thing that, to go off of what Deshaun said, Dana Holgerson has to stop getting like that. He could have yeah. cost him the game. Yep. He, I mean, he really could have cost him the game. Like, got him out of field goal position one time. And I think, uh, I think, I don't know. His team takes on the persona of him as well because 
to me, they get a lot of penalties. They're kind of punks as well. So, I mean, they see it from their coach. Their coach gets, you know, unsportsmanlike penalties, and they do as well. And I think that goes back to, you know, as long as I remember Dana Holgerson being at West Virginia over the last few years, is that, I don't know, I always feel like his teams are kind of punks. So, yeah, yeah I think he kind of is too. Yeah, yeah, he, I think he is. And, you know, he almost got through out of the game at one point, <laughs> He, but he walked away. I, I was yeah. almost certain he was, but yeah, just how he was. That's how he was in Stillwater when he when he was uh, offensive OC. coordinator. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. like I said, I mean, we I feel like everybody here kind of just respects respects the win. Um, you know, it's nothing crazy, but I mean, it's a pretty good, solid quality win at the beginning of the season. So, uh, let's talk about the other half of our of, of our number four spot. Uh, we got Ohio State coming in. They beat. Uh, I don't know if it's surprise. I mean, it was surprising to me how good Indiana actually was. Maybe it should Man, because I, I've been saying that since last year. If you guys remember, uh, obviously <laughs> Kevin Wilson was there last year, and I thought that you know I think Kevin Wilson's a really good uh, offensive mind. But now he was in the in the other booth in at Ohio State, and basically uh, Indiana really showed a lot with a new coach uh, for the first half, and they really played. Ohio State tough before, you know, the depth of Ohio State and the physicality really wore on Indiana and in the second half it kind of got out of hand. So I think that Indiana is a good team, and I I respect the win even though I I forgot, was the game, was it in Indiana, right? Yeah, it was at Indiana, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a really quality win against a pretty good team. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the (laughs) rate. kind of high for me for my blood the fact of the matter is it is indiana and you know uh, although adam is bullish on on indiana's um uh big 12 big 10 hopes rather um he's middle middle of the pack middle to lower pack uh big 10 team on the road you expect to blow this team out and and you know they kept up with him for most of the game man it's i mean most of the game indiana had a chance to Take the lead, keep the lead, and and then it just kind of got out of hand. But I mean, I I just don't buy Ohio State being ranked that high, it, it, just because of the of of the type of game that Ohio State played when they played them. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, no. Well, I do think it matters a little bit where they are, but uh, yeah, Ohio State was should have been the heavily favored team. Probably should have won. But I thought that what I noticed from watching that game was that it seemed like it was like a switch flipped when Ohio State decided they were just going to start running the ball. J.K. Dobbins looked sick. They're running back. Well, they just kept – the first half they threw it. J.T. Barrett doesn't look very good. He looked kind of nervous. And then they were trying to throw it to keep up with Indiana. And then all of a sudden the second half they're like, oh, we can run the ball. And then they just started getting 20 yards of run. Uh, like just on straight run plays and then that kind of opened up the pass and then at the same time I feel like Indiana like a little bit they changed what they were doing because they were dominating with their big receiver then they kind of stopped doing that and so once I got out of hand it wasn't even close anymore and it's kind of what you envisioned happening like eventually but when Adam says that the physicality and the depth kind of warmed down I think it was kind of a change of philosophy like they just said oh we are more physical than them we can just run over them and then that's yeah. what they did. 
man, I was really, really surprised how good their their young running back looks. I mean, he wasn't even the starter, but J.K. Dobbins looks like a beast out of, I think it, they said LaGrange, Texas. And I don't know how they got him out of Texas, but, man, that guy looks like a beast, and I don't know if the, the starter is going to be able to get his job back without how good he looks. So. Yeah, um, and J- JT Barrett's out of Texas too, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. It seems like he's been there as probably as long as like Baker Mayfield's been in Oklahoma. It just seems like he's been there for ten years. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a the battle against the the old guys this weekend, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, well, I mean, so a little high for Deshaun's taste. Um, I I think that you know, again, anytime you go you go on the road and you play a Power Five team, it wasn't super impressive. It was impressive, basically, on what you saw about what they could do, you know, once they kind of made the decision to do it. Like I said, when they made the decision to get physical, they clearly were better than Indiana. Um, So I don't know. Again, plenty of separator games. One coming up this week. uh, See what they do to Oklahoma um, or do with Oklahoma, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully... Well, I mean, I'm an Oklahoma fan, so like, hopefully not due to Oklahoma too bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go uh, to our number three team. We're going to find LSU at our number three spot this this week. Uh, everybody actually ranked. So these next few teams, everybody ranked. Um, now, they took care of business over BYU, who, uh, you know, it's BYU. They beat them 27 to nothing, though. The shutout was pretty impressive. And what I was impressed with about this team was the actual passing yards, that they actually passed the ball a little bit. I don't know. What did you guys think about LSU's performance this weekend? This is a game I didn't get to watch a a lot of. uh, But, you know, looking at the box score, and it's another one of those teams where I I don't know. I find myself always probably over – uh, evaluating or not even over evaluating or, or just propping up BYU uh, and thinking that they're a little bit better than they are. And to see them, you know, basically uh, shut BYU out, I'm always going to think that that's probably an, an impressive feat because I think B, BYU usually has decent players. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, Deshaun, did you get a chance to watch this game? I, I didn't actually. Um, I saw highlights and so. Um, and, and, and looked at that. And, I mean, if, to me, the quality of win plays into it here. I mean, you, you shut out a team, which I would consider, um, although they're not in a Power 5 conference, to be ilk and, and to play that team um, as tough as they did and and uh, to handle business, to shut them down, which is a team that um, – that a team that's, a, you know, pretty offensive-minded. And they play pretty physical themselves too, uh, BYU, so – um, to, to to lead them scoreless, I thought was was uh, somewhat of an impressive feat, and um, so that's kind of why I gave LSU the nod. I, I like this. I like uh, how they they played their opponent there. Well, another thing that's I think pretty impressive about it is like I haven't seen this happen very often, but BYU was held to negative rushing yards in that game. It's like negative yeah. negative five rushing yards and only like a hundred passing yards. So they pretty much were completely shut down. So, I mean, that's – I think that's something to consider, too. Like, no matter where they played, like you said, they they took care of what they had to, had to take care of, and they did it in a pretty impressive fashion. So, I think – I'm not mad at them being three. Um, we'll see where they end up 
you know, moving forward. So our next team uh, that we have coming up is, again, another Big Ten team. So we got uh, Michigan coming in at number two, basically because, uh, you know, this was the, well, maybe marquee matchup number two of the weekend with Florida and Michigan uh, getting together in, in Dallas. Uh, Michigan came out on top 33-17. Um, I'll let the other guys talk about how they felt about this game. I actually had them ranked the highest, so maybe I'll talk about it last. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Michigan came in and did exactly what they wanted to do is play smash mouth football, um, you know, play really solid defense. I think that Michigan right now, if, you know, I know it's super, super early, but um, I might pick them to be in my final four the way that they looked. I mean, they looked really impressive to me. Um, their defense is just, you know, it reminds me of those old – or not old, but the, the 49ers defenses of when Harbaugh had them uh, in San Francisco. So uh, just big dudes that get after the quarterback. So um, I, I don't know. I just thought they looked really good. Um I don't think that, you know, uh, Florida is going to be a great team, but to to go down down south and beat them at a neutral site, I think that that's just pretty impressive, especially to put it on them like they did and, you know, scoring on both sides of the ball. And I think they even scored on special teams. So I think it was just an all-around really good win. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just a really great win. I mean, they, they, they were kind of – um, you know, going back to, you know, back and forth. And then they just had back-to-back turnovers and they just kind of took a handle over the game, especially on the defense. So that's what I see the most. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a really good coach. He's coaching these guys up pretty well and recruiting well at that. But this is just a really good showing, I thought. Being, I thought, what a solid Florida team. and not team, but certainly a solid team, I think. And and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Florida won nine or ten games this year. I don't think they'll have a chance to to um, challenge the SEC um, for a title or make the playoffs. But I think they'll be a they'll be a really solid team this year. And I think they um, they kind of showed um, uh, you know, whatever Michigan showed how, how well they can handle a team like that. So definitely a quality win at a neutral site versus a pretty good opponent. I think they should certainly be uh, in that top in that top tier of teams. Um, and number two would be fine with me. Yeah. And not, I had to rank the highest. I had to rank to actually number one, uh, number one overall. And I just think that uh, basically what you saw was, I think that Florida is a really, really good defense. Um, and seeing what Michigan was able to do against that defense. I mean, just looking at the way that they played, you could tell that that Florida had a really tough defense. They did get those two turnovers really quick in the second quarter. And I like the way that Michigan responded to that uh, basically didn't let Florida score again, or even get close to scoring anymore. Uh, so I think that Michigan has a really good defense, but I'm hesitant to say that it's a great defense just because I don't know how good Florida's offense is. Uh, like they kind of fumbled around trying to pick a quarterback. They put him in league Zaire for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't get carried away with how good Michigan's defense is. I mean, I'm sure they're very good, um, but I just liked the balance that they had, the way they were able to do it running and passing. Um, I, they just looked pretty good to me. I mean, they it was impressive. I mean, it was very hard. It's like splitting hairs for me to figure out who was number one and who was number two, uh, but that's just kind of how I came out with it. 
All right, so that's a good transition to our number one team this week. And it's a team that I feel like is always number one for everybody. They just stay at number one and they park there and they they never leave. It's going to be the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide who played in the other probably marquee matchup of the weekend. Um, It's going to be the Florida State game where they pretty much dominated. I don't think it was ever in question. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think think about how that game shook out? Um, I think that it was the best team, the best two teams playing this first week, um, the best matchup. Um, so that's really why I put them number one. I think that Alabama, for the most part, looked pretty dominating. Their defense looks like the typical Alabama defense. Um, one thing that I was a little bit disappointed with was the beginning of the, or the, I'm sorry, the end of the first half. I think that there was a very bad no call which probably would have let Florida State uh, put some kind of points on the board. Uh, So I think at the time it would have been either 10-17 or 14-17. But, that I mean, that's kind of being nitpicky. But I think the game was actually closer than the score indicated, especially uh, with those bad calls at the the end of the first half. Other than that, I mean, it's kind of sad to see Florida State season kind of um, you don't want to say it's completely over already, but it's I'm leaning toward that way just based on how bad the backup quarterback looked when he came in for uh, LaFrancois, I think is his name, uh, just because the backup quarterback didn't look good. But other than that, I mean, I think it was a really, really good win by Alabama in the best matchup of the first week. Um, same thing. Uh, I just second that, you know, it was the best matchup of the, of the college football weekend. Kind of, they just shut them down. They didn't really, really have a really good shot at winning the game at any point. Um, and then, um, and their, their defensive line has just always been that good, man. I mean, I don't know how long Alabama – I worry about how long Alabama is going to stay number one. When Matt said they just parked there. They did lose two, uh, two of their linebackers, um, and those were replacing other linebackers that left for the draft. So I wonder about that. But for this, for the, for the time being, they're, they're, they're there. They're right there. They just became that dominant, um, and, and it's not close. I, I, I am concerned about Adam putting ranking Florida State this weekend just based on – um, the fact that they lost and the fact that they lost uh, Francois um, to injury for the rest of the season. But, you know, I, I think it goes back to the fundamental purpose of this podcast. It is to rank people or rank teams based on what they've actually done. I Like I said, I think that game was closer than the score indicated. Um, what they have done is uh, – like I said, pushed an Alabama team, made an Alabama team play well to win. Um, not to say that next year or next week when uh, Florida State gets beat or the week after that when Florida State gets beat, which they probably will now that they have a backup quarterback, uh, that they won't be out of the top ten. But based on upon what they've done so far, um, I, I think they showed me enough to at least merit being in the – at the back end of the top 10, even though they have a loss. I know this is something that we have debated before, whether a team can um, rear its ugly face in our top 10 having lost. But um, I I think in in this situation, first game of the year, showed a lot of heart, uh, actually a closer game than than the score indicated. 
uh, I have no problem uh, placing uh, Florida State uh, at the back end of my top ten. Right. No, I my my question is actually like, are we sure they were that they were a three team going into it, or like maybe well, they be miss. Well, All right, in a, bowl, in a bowl game, in a bowl game with Dalvin Cook, like I mean, they have like different, like Dalvin Cook had 150 yards in that game, like they, that he doesn't, he's not on Florida State anymore. So I, I'm just saying, it's easy to say. I feel like it's easy for me to say, like, oh, maybe they weren't that good in the first place. They were probably very good, but are we sure they were exactly what we thought that they were? I don't know. I'm just asking, posing that question. Yeah. I- I think based on the game, I think they were close. I mean, not no, you know, not exactly, but play. They played the team hard. They, you know, they gave them a run for their money. I don't think, I don't think it's as close as Adam is, is leading it to be. But I do think they did play Alabama really hard. Alabama USC game last year where it wasn't even close. So, you know, if you take those things into consideration and what Alabama can do on a neutral field to a team. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, you know, it was it was justified that they were ranked the way they were preseason. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I I thought about is the feeling that I got during the game is that you know that feeling you get when you're like, oh, I just feel sad for a team because there's no way that they can win. Like that, that's kind of what I was feeling for Florida State because because Alabama was playing well, but I still don't think they were playing as well as they could because like yeah. the quarterback. He quarterback wasn't playing very well, but their just defense was so good that they couldn't. There's nothing the Florida State could do. That's the sensation that I got when I was watching that game. I think another thing too, and as what I I wonder about question Adam, is if we're taking into account injuries, like you know, like I said, Francois went down. That's their quarterback. That's their guy. That's the guy that played last year. So you know, the redshirt sophomore count injuries weren't ranking because to me if you do then you know some of these teams you know might drop a little bit or come up right. a little bit not, like i said i think that'll all work itself out but for the purposes of this podcast going back to what we want this podcast to be about is to be retrospective instead of you know looking in the future on how hard it's going to be for florida state to keep winning with this second string quarterback because their first string quarterback is hurt what they've already done is played an Alabama team pretty well, um, probably better than I think most other teams, if we're going to be honest, in our top ten right now would probably play Alabama. Uh, maybe save Michigan or, you know, Ohio State. So um, based upon that, that's what they've already done and accomplished, I think uh, would be enough for me to put them on the back end. And that's better than – Baker Mayfield dominating UTEP and uh, Mason Rudolph dismantling it, just tossing it up to random receivers. Yeah, because they've they've already proved that they could um, play in Alabama really tough. Like I said, I think it was uh, in all actuality they would have uh, or should have scored probably ten to seventeen points. So twenty four to ten uh, loss to Alabama is more impressive than a fifty six to seven win against UTEP. You are correct. In my opinion, that is more impressive. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say that too. I, I think that Adam's right. Adam brings up a good point. Had they got that touchdown that Jimbo Fisher was pretty upset about, like, or the no call, 
I, it would have been, they would have been winning actually, like going into halftime. So maybe that changes the complexion of the game. I still think that just Alabama looked way too good, just defensively. In the long run. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, they just, they look too good in the long run, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's impressive to me that Alabama dominated that much without even really playing that good of an off, like playing that, playing offense that well. Maybe that just means that Florida State's defense is pretty good, which I kind of think that it probably is. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Anything? So we're, we're running towards the end. Uh, we have some, we kind of alluded a little bit to matchups next week. Uh, just to put a bow on week one, is there anything, like any observations that you want to talk about or teams that maybe we left out that you felt really adamantly that they should be in this top 10 or just be considered at least? I mean, for me, I'd say you got the Oklahoma teams. I think that they impressed well enough to, to warrant top 10 presence. Um, I mean, look, I get it. You know, we want both teams to win. I mean, to be frank. And, you know, you don't want to jinx your own team. And I, I struggle with that. So, you know, for that purposes, maybe that's why you, you all didn't rank OU expectation for the team. No, they, so played, they, played, they played UTEP. That's, that's why I didn't rank it. They played UTEP. That's why I did not rank. That's why I didn't rank Oklahoma State. They played Tulsa. Tulsa's better than UTEP. Tulsa won ten teams. Tulsa won right. ten games last. Year. All right, I agree with you. I but but all right, you're talking to the guy who, like I I didn't rank a lot of teams. I didn't rank Penn State because they blew out a team they should blow out. Like I I I said, if you played a good team and you won, I value that more. So all right, all right, I, I don't think that Oklahoma State, the same thing as I reason I didn't pick like a Wisconsin, they, I would Stanford. They played great games and they, nah, beat, what about what you pick? You pick Georgia, I guess, because, because Appalachian state. So Appalachian state and Tulsa, if they, who do you think is a better team out of those? All right, so what if Mason Rudolph didn't play in the game? You, you got to realize Georgia's quarterback got hurt at the beginning of the game and they played the entire game and dominated with a backup quarterback. And he was throwing the ball. All right, so, so, so that, that's why I said, well, that's pretty impressive because uh, they're going to get that quarterback back. Uh, so, yeah, I do factor in, in uh, uh, injuries, and I think it's pretty impressive when you play without one of your key players and you still get the mm. job done. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, I, guess, I guess so. I'll give you that. I, it's hard to know for Oklahoma State what they would have done. I don't really know their backup too well, so – um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully you don't have to know their backup, but if if that happened, I, I still I would give them credit if they played with like without James Washington or something like that, and they still dominated. You know, I don't know, but but anyway, uh, I mean, I see what you're I see what you're saying, Sean. I mean, hopefully these teams will schedule a little bit better, or their schedule will get a little bit tougher as we move forward, so we'll actually get something to evaluate the teams that we think are pretty good um and see if they really are and they can get up in the in the top 10 for us um yeah as far as we'll see this weekend yeah, I was say, oh yeah exactly i didn't know if you wanted to get your obligatory uh, uh western michigan plug in here at, at some point <laughs> nah, nah, well, i think I've, i think i've said my piece with regard to that team um i thought they played well i thought they had usc on their heels i was very impressed man i i'm telling you the coach the coach there, he's gonna do. He's gonna. Go places. You say he's going places. <laughs> the, uh, the coach for Western Michigan. We'll keep an eye out for that guy. 
Um, anyway, uh, all right. Anything for week two besides this Ohio State? I think we touched on Ohio State and Oklahoma. We touched on Auburn and Clemson. Anything else you guys are looking forward to? Um, I'd have to look at the schedule, but right now those are the two that jump out at me. I'm getting pretty fired up. I think everybody here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, just the whole state are getting really fired up about Ohio State, OU. So, I mean, that's really what's on my radar right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I uh, Being an OU fan, I'm a little bit nervous, but, you know. No, I, I don't think it's going to go well. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I am excited to see, you know, how the team looks. So, we'll see. Yeah, there's some other good games. I mean, Clemson Auburn is going to be a good game. Um, you know, uh, I even think Pittsburgh and uh, yeah. Penn State. I think yeah. Pittsburgh they, they play really well, so I think that'll also be a good game. And then here, but, at least on the Pacific, didn't on the West Coast is USC Stanford. Didn't Pittsburgh struggle their first the, this week one? I think they struggled with whoever they played because I know that yeah they did. Oh, yeah it was an oh, overtime game yeah yeah Oklahoma State plays Pittsburgh next week right. So, yeah, um, but last year Pittsburgh actually beat Penn State, so that's why I guess that's why it's an, it's an intriguing matchup because of the uh, yeah, the lineage, yeah. You know, kind of a rivalry there, right? Yeah, and then I mean, also I'm looking at the schedule. The two games that we didn't talk about at all: uh, TCU, Arkansas. Who you know, most people say who cares, but that's a redemption game for maybe the Big Twelve. Hopefully, yep. save face. Uh, Georgia, Notre Dame is a good one, and so is Stanford, USC. Those are all. Uh, all next week. So that's a big, big pack, pack, uh, whatever they call it, pack 12 game. Yeah. Just, just, just for the record, too. I, and, and you brought up a good point. We, the Big 12, man, I'm just sad. <laughs> you know, watching Baylor lose to Liberty, like seriously. Yeah. You know, I actually debated putting Liberty in my top 10. This is because. I mean, all else being equal, if Baylor Baylor's been a pretty good team, so that's a decent win actually for Liberty. But uh, I mean, you know, they got all the you know new coach, the clean house head, you know, coaching wise. But still, Liberty though, Liberty out of all people, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Oh, and then we didn't even talk about. I actually debated putting UCLA in my. uh, yeah, to be able to come back like that, I, I thought about that as well. But um, yeah. in my head was, you know, if you're really a, a top 10 worthy team or, you know, a good team, you wouldn't allow yourself to be down that many points. At Was it at home? I think it was at home. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't allow that to happen. So, yeah. Um, uh, but that might be another t- another player, actually, to think about with your Heisman thing is Josh Rosen, the quarterback. Josh Rosen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's good. I mean, we'll, I think we'll have a lot to talk about, to be honest, come, come next week with all these, I, I like the matchups, the slate for next week, a little bit better. Um, and we'll, we'll get to know a little bit more about the teams that we had some questions about. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, anything else you guys wanted to hit on before we, before we get out of here for week no. two? Well, just excited about the second week and then, uh, Pro football starts as well, so it's going to be a fun weekend. Oh yeah, maybe maybe we'll get around if we get a little bit if we speed up a little bit next time. We can talk some fantasy football um, for for the opening week of the NFL. But anyway, all right, <laughs> catch us next week. Uh, we'll be back to talk about all the happenings of week two. So we'll see you then.
No, no, no. The blooper of the actual podcast last time. I put the part where I messed, oh. where I messed up at the very beginning. I like tagged it on as like a hidden, hidden scene at the end. Anyway, <laughs> you have to look for that little Easter egg in the uh, podcast. It's <laughs> only for people who uh, listen all the way to the end. Man, there's a ton of Easter eggs in Breaking Bad. But oh, man. I've got to watch Breaking Bad. I really got to do that. All right. <laughs>